Welcome to The Faithful Podcast. I'm Keely Scott, and we are so glad that you are here. A new live recording of Faithful's Go and Speak album is releasing next week on May the 6th. In light of that, we thought it would be fun to share some unreleased conversations we happened to record during the making of the live record. Today, we get to sit with songwriters and authors Savannah Locke and Krista Wells as they discuss the topic of beauty and how it draws us into the presence of God. Plus, we get to learn about putting frames around moments so we don't miss them, how Savannah should trademark her amazing phrases, and the difference between bunny tails and bunny trails. It's a good time. So here we go. All right. Well, I'm Savannah, and this is Krista. I'm Krista. And we're here at Ocean Way. Yeah, it's it feels like a real privilege, because I've actually only worked in here one time before. Oh, my gosh. So, so I got really lucky special. because I went to Belmont, and oh. our university, Belmont University, was partnered with this place. It still is. Oh and we, gosh. as students, were able to come for free. It is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and just being here with all women. Yes. It's pretty bomb. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So today, we are going to talk about this idea of beauty. And kind of seeing where beauty draws us into God and into the present moment. And the reason I was thinking about this was because yesterday when I was in therapy, um, something my therapist challenged me to do over the last month was to um, not listen to podcasts on my morning walks. Because I always listen to podcasts as I'm walking. Yeah. And so once I did that, I found that my walk was very boring. I didn't enjoy where I was walking. So I reported back to my therapist after I stopped listening to podcasts, I decided to go to a prettier park. And she was like, stop. And I said, what? And she said, when you sealed, sealed all the noise, you were drawn into beauty. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And yeah, and it it took you out of your normal zone of mm-hmm. comfort, right? Which also reminds me of the beginning of the pandemic when mm. we were um, stuck at home and we didn't know really how far we should venture out at all. So mm-hmm. I stopped driving to the mm-hmm. park and um, for the first time ever started walking my neighborhood, mm. which uh, I really had not ever done because my neighborhood's not that pretty. And, um, and so I started walking the neighborhood and that... And what I would do is not listen to podcasts, but I would listen to classical music. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. playlist, a Spotify playlist called Classical Sleep, <gasps> which you don't have to wait till bedtime to listen to. It's, it's a great so one. I listen to it. Yes, I do. I listen to it. I love it. So it's so great. And when I, I found when I was listening to it and walking my neighborhood, which doesn't have like a lot of flowers, it kind mm-hmm. of has more pizza boxes than totally. flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I found that I was seeing differently. And so mm-hmm. I was discovering beauty that I had not discovered yet. And the music was amplifying it, like bringing out the smallest little things. In fact, I was listening to uh, Carnival of the Anim- Animals. Mm-hmm. It, it was played by Yo-Yo Ma yep. and ended up like having this poem in my head as I walked, got home, wrote down the poem. Then I thought, what if I took that poem and wrote a song derived from the melody of Carnival of the Animals? Mm. And I love it so much. I haven't recorded it yet, but that just makes me think of your podcast, giving up the podcast, which mm-hmm. led you somewhere else yes. and me giving up the somewhere else Aww. to stay home, yes. but being surprised by the beauty that was right there. Surprised by the beauty yeah. that was around you, mm-hmm. like in the pizza box neighborhood. The, the, yes. yes. And the weeds and the guy mm-hmm. building the house, you know, mm-hmm. up on the rooftop. There were, or just passing neighbors and actually seeing them. Yeah. Um, and even noticing, you know, and I think the word beauty 
sometimes when I hear it, I have like a little bit of tension because mm. I think in our society, we can confuse beauty or conflate beauty and pretty. Mm. And they're so very different, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. there's so much beauty that's not pretty mm-hmm. on first glance. You have to like spend some time with it and yeah. see through. Yeah, yeah the superficial exactly I love that so much and I love too you kept you keep using the word see and seeing and I think it's a lot of it is about paying attention to your life yeah and I was just reading this yesterday in the Atlantic something like that Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how there's enough information that we are confronted with every day to fill 174 newspapers versus literally like in the 80s it was Um, five times less than that. So every single day we are confronted with enough information to fill 174 newspapers worth. And that's what our brains are overloaded with every day. And our brains can't compute with all of it. So what ends up happening is that we're drawn out of the present moment to try to grasp all of these different realities and data that we're faced with. And it it causes us to not be able to see what's right in front of us. Yeah. And I think something that I love about beauty mm-hmm. and beauty and the mess and beauty, I love the pizza box, beauty and the pizza boxes. <laughs> like what it does is it takes you from this place mm-hmm. to going yeah. into the present moment right. and being able to see like the glory of God and the thumbprints of God in the things that are right in front of you. Yeah. yeah which right. is huge. Yeah. It takes you into an embrace of what, mm. what actually is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm guilty. I'm probably guiltier than anybody. Of saying, I just said it in the car on the way here today. I said, I'm tired of not being in Italy. And <laughs> my daughter was like, okay, um, yes. that sounds a little spoiled. But mm. I'm like, I know I haven't actually, I don't get to go to Italy. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I think sometimes we can get caught up in, yeah, it has to be this extreme, exquisite, breathtaking mm. Pacific Coast Highway experience of mm. beauty. But but the there is so much beauty in the act yeah. of accepting what is what is, what is real. Mm-hmm. I was telling you right before we started talking that my daughter was in a car accident this morning, and mm. right after she dropped me off here, and I was like, you know, my first instinct was, why is this happening? Mm. You know, and um, and then I started to realize like this is all something is happening in her because of this experience Mm -hmm. this morning. Something is happening in me because of this experience Mm -hmm. that on the outside looks like a wreck. But I have lived long enough and been through enough stuff that looked like garbage and smelled like garbage. But those are the things that not only allowed me to see more beauty out there, but allowed me to see and create more beauty in here. Yeah. And I, maybe that's maybe that's the importance. Maybe that's why it matters, our connection to beauty beyond us and in the world, yeah. because of how it transforms. It cultivates in us. Yeah. It's like a garden. It cultivates life yeah. and beauty inside of us. Yeah. And then that, in turn, leads to us exuding more of right. it. So when you think about times in your life that you've been so keenly aware or acutely aware of beauty in your mm-hmm. life, what do you think some of the factors were in being able to see clearly? Oh, that's such a good question. Mm. Um, I think a couple of things come to mind. One is contrast with mm. what, if you've been through something mm-hmm. that that has caused you to go to a place where you have felt deprived of mm. peace or joy, and then you are surprised by it. I mean, I, I love that book title, Surprised by Joy by C.S. Lewis, because yeah. it just, I feel that way a lot in life. I feel like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Mm. What what a delight. Mm-hmm. And you have this moment where something wakes up, like a switch flips, and you see the tiniest thing. You see the 
flecks of color in somebody's eyes or or you hear somebody playing in another room or whatever it is and 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 you really experience it like it's the first time you know mm-hmm. like you're an alien who's just arrived in your body and suddenly yes. everything's new 100 percent. Uh-huh. and then i think also just anytime you're taken out of your norm when i'm taken out of my norm mm-hmm. and uh Again, it has it's that element of surprise. Totally, yeah. It's like a shock to the system. Yeah, yeah. Waking up, and it's like all of your nerve endings are more sensitive, so you're like seeing everything in in a different way yeah. and feeling everything in a different way because it's not in your routine. Yeah, and I guess mm. may, maybe sometimes when you're with a small child, mm. that helps. Mm-hmm. You know, I was with my niece the other day, and she's very small and very big personality and very delightful and she's small but mighty every, oh yeah mm-hmm. she's she's an artist and she sees everything and when you're with someone who is who sees that way mm-hmm. it can wake you up and you go I man I never well it happens in the songwriting room mm-hmm. right like you're writing songs with people who are very different from you and you have your way of processing and crafting a lyric and craft and then you hear someone else doing the same thing but in their way and suddenly you you're like oh I've never even thought about that yeah. element yeah. of the yeah. way a word yep. fits with another word or mm-hmm. I've never processed in that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that what I'm circling here is both the surprise, but also um, contrast and diversity, oh, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. really something we should pay attention to. Yes, exactly. That when you're in the room just with uniformity and people mm-hmm. who think and act and live just like you, you're less likely to have those moments. They'll never grow. Right. Yeah, exactly. I know this for some reason, or this might feel like a bunny tail, but bunny tail. A bunny tail. <laughs> there we go. A bunny trail. I'm, my mind was like, uh-huh. I love bunny I tails. They're talking. so cute. Those are beautiful. <laughs> but bunny trail is what I was saying. Um, This is what this reminds me of. And just tell me what you notice in this. And okay. I don't know why this is leading me here. But okay. in It's a Wonderful Life, uh-huh. the movie, where the whole like first half of this movie is literally all of these stressors compounding on this man's life. So yeah. you're like, financial stress. He's giving up his dreams to stay home and take over the family right. business. And like all of this drama where he ends up getting to the point of suicide where he wants to right. kill himself. Then this angel comes, saves him. And then it was as if he was never born. That was his wish, right. that I wish I was never born. Right. So then he's he goes back into this town, back into this um, life as if he had never been there and saw the difference that his life was making. Yeah. And when he then, like, wakes up from this vision, dream, whatever happened, and he was able to re-engage with the exact same life he had with all of the stressors, with all of the drama, with all of, like, his giving up of dreams. And right. one of the things was that the knob at the bottom of his staircase was always broken. And yes. at the beginning, he, you remember? Yes. And it comes he's off so and he's angry. so angry. But then when he comes back and he's running through his town, it makes me feel emotional. When he's running through his town, the exact same life he had, but he saw things differently. And when he came into his house and the broken knob came off, he kissed it. Because it was this reminder, like, this life is wonderful. And this life that we have is so beautiful. And I think sometimes what it takes, what I'm hearing from you, is, like, the shock to the system of sometimes it's, like, it might come through tragedy or from, Mm. like, loss or grief. Or it could come from just literally leaving and then coming back. But you're able to see in this brand new way that all of these like broken knobs and stressors, et cetera, it actually is all a part of being alive. And if we can pay attention to it and if we can notice it, then we can actually find the beauty in it. I am a new parent. And because of that, I'm seeing the world from a brand new perspective. I'm carefully considering how to protect my daughter in this increasingly scary digital world. 
Though she's not old enough to even hold a phone yet, I'm thinking ahead to when she will. Did you know that the average American child is exposed to pornography online by age 13 and that it usually happens by accident? That's really overwhelming. But thankfully, there are ways being developed to help combat this, like the new app, Canopy. Canopy's app is for smartphones, tablets, and computers, and it makes the internet safe by blocking explicit images and videos on every single website. It also does a lot of other useful things that keep kids safer online and prevent exploitive situations, things like detecting and stopping inappropriate photo sharing. So you can check it out at canopy.us slash faithfulproject and get 30 days free and 15% off the regular price forever when you use the promo code faithfulproject at checkout. With Canopy, you'll never have to worry about what your child sees online. And that is a wonderful thing. Hey, this is Eiler with The Faithful Project. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. And a lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? For me, I've adopted a self-care practice that looks like daily time being quiet in the morning with my coffee. I like to do at least one bath a week, preferably in the middle of the week. Just relax, maybe watch a TV show. But I've also been to therapy, and it's been incredibly important, especially in these months after having a baby. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Faithful Project listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Faithful Project. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Faithful Project. Man. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why what you said reminded me of that, but yeah. it's even... Well, yeah, like even the car accidents are the, the loose knobs. The car accident. The, it's the loose yes, knob, all know? of these loose knobs. That you're like, we're here to have this experience. Where that in itself is a gift, yeah. and that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that. That also makes me think of that movie about time, where they where he goes back and experiences, yes. and then he finally decides, I'm just going to live every day like I've already lived it before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which has it's all about, and Mary Oliver talks about paying attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's that's everything. Yeah, I agree. I love that so much. So when you think about moments where you were maybe less aware of the beauty in your life, Mm -hmm. what do you think were some ways or things or people or quotes or whatever that kind of like reminded you like, oh, like this is life is messy, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Do you have an answer for that? I don't. (laughs) I was going to say you should go first. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I did. Um, Well, I love the poet. I love some, I don't love all poetry, but I love, Mm. um, spiritual and mystic poets. So, um, 
Mary Oliver, definitely Taylor. Lynn Hart gave me a, a, my first book of Mary Oliver several years mm. ago in a time when I sorely needed it and mm. um, just met me in every way because she's paying attention to the smallest details and saying very little about them, but saying so much I love that about, about them, her right? Yeah. And then um, there's a Persian poet from way, way back called Hafiz, mm. and he is like this ecstatic uh, mystic poet who writes about God in the most, like, beautiful, romantic, mm. loving, like, mm. I don't know. It's very, if you know the Enneagram, he's probably a type seven. Mm, love it. Seven? I'm a four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish I was a seven because they're so fun. <laughs> Seven's yeah. awesome. Well, you've got a lot of seven. seven yeah. You. A this, lot of energy. my diagnosis. Yes. Yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah. But the, so the poets like that for sure have helped. And then I think just nature, trees. Yes. Like, I love it. Anytime I can just because what's keeping me from all of that is anything that's not present. Anything yeah. that's past or future is mm-hmm. what's depriving me exactly. of that beauty yeah. and that experience of beauty. So anything I can do that shuts all of that noise down and says, nope, it's just us. It's just here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty devout about my, like, m- the things I do to connect me to that place mm-hmm. every morning. Do you have that some place kind of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like meditation and walking yeah. and exercise yeah. and eating? Well, I mean, all of these things that I think in the past, like in my childhood, we compartmentalized our experiences totally. of life. Like, it's like, oh, these are athletic people. These are artists. These are, and, or you're dividing that all up in your life. And for me now, I realize like body and soul, like, this totally we're integrated yeah Yeah. so I have to tend to both of them what do you what have you found to be essential to your ability to be present and witness the beauty and be changed by it I think a lot of it has to do with like what you said nature is really helpful but um I call it framework this is mm. not a the- like a theological or a therapy term, but this is what I call it. You, have, you come up with good phrases I should, and yeah. names for things which you should patent. Yes, and, I should patent the word yeah. framework. Okay, so yeah. this is where I got this from. It was from Frederick Buechner, who I feel like you would like if you don't love him already. Yes, totally. He's my one so true love. Frederick, he, if you're watching this. I know. He's in Florida right now. I'm I've available. written him letters. <laughs> I need him to get back to me. <laughs> I love him. He's my 90-year-old he, crush. Totally. But um, Frederick Buechner talks about in his Pay Attention to Your Life book, He talks about how we put frames Uh around moments. Writers put frames around moments. And what they do is allow other people to say, oh, that was a moment. Where otherwise, like, we might just skip it by. Okay. And so I call those moments framework moments where when I'm, like, living my life and I notice, like, oh, I don't even know how I drove home. Like, here I am and I don't remember the highway or I don't, you know, those moments where you're just kind of, like, on autopilot. I try to put frames around those moments. And I'll be like, okay, so, like, right now I'm framing this moment. So that I can be present in it. And what that means is that I'm paying attention to, like, your hoop earrings. And I'm paying attention to this. And, I like, all of these different things that are, like, helping me be able to notice what's making up the moment that I'm living in. That's awesome. Yeah. It's being deliberate. Because otherwise, I think our natural, we just revert. We wake up naturally zoning out. Totally. Yes. For all kinds of reasons. And I'm not a psychologist, so Mm. I won't attempt. But But I do think that it takes, like... What we're going to do naturally is zone out Mm -hmm. or be in the past or the future. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have to – I just heard about this kind of meditation that I actually just earlier this morning was kind of practicing. It's not like a way of meditating, but it's a practice as you're walking through your day Mm -hmm. of naming 
the things that you're doing. See, so I was in the shower and I was like watching the hot water, like in my head, I'm like watching the hot waterfall, yes. listening to the sound. I'm like putting it. little imaginary labels on things mm -hmm. just because it helped. And the, or I would go thinking, 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 I'm thinking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, whatever. I'm it, eating a cookie. I'm, eating a I'm cookie. like, it's yeah. Crunchy. It's, you know. One exercise that my therapist gave me around food, because you uh -huh. mentioned food and food for me is such a good, like present moment where I'm like, I'm nourishing my body with this food. And she said, whenever you eat a meal and you feel all over the place, right? So yeah. you're like in a tizzy and this tornado of energy and you're just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? In order to slow down, you have this meal in front of you and you eat at a hundred times, a hundred times less the speed that you would normally eat at. So literally taking your fork and like slowly doing it and noticing oh the texture, goodness. noticing the smell, if there's steam coming off, like doing the whole thing. And that's how you eat your meal is to slow it down. Yeah. And I think that like that has been really helpful in terms of doing it in life uh, instead of being like, and then just like stumbling at the end of the day yeah. into your bed saying like, no, I might get less done, but I'm going to be there for what I get done. Right. Like I'm going to be there for the people and the places and the things that I do by actually slowing this whole process yeah. down and saying like, I'm just going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention to the music that pops up on the radio or like the um, animal song. Yeah. What is it? Carnival of the Animals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Adagio, um, Sam Barber's Adagio for okay. Strings. It's on that playlist, which is amazing. I'm going to pay attention to what the strings are doing. I'm going to pay attention to the pizza that I just ate. I'm going to pay attention to the way Ellie Holcomb's voice just sounded. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay attention to the little sweater that Amy Grant was right. wearing. Like all of these people right. like and noticing it so that you can actually just like breathe in yeah. every moment of it. And I, I feel like happening. that's the Jesus, like that's literally the kingdom way. That's what yeah. Jesus did. He was so slow. Everything he did was at right. this walking pace. And he was able to just be with these people. Notice the person in front of the gate. Like, notice the widow who just lost her son. Right. Noticing all those things. There was a, some kind of Bible. It was um, a Bible study called Seeing Jesus or something a few years ago. That sounds amazing. I may be getting that wrong. Mm. Is that right? What's his name? People can Paul's? Google it. Okay. It was, but it was really pointing out how Jesus saw mm. people. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard that really pointed at, mm -hmm. like, there were so many people all around. How did he even notice this woman, you know, mm. and her her son or what, you know, just the different, we would go through each of these different um, stories and see through his eyes how mm. he took the time. And and it is true that we're so, I, it's funny, I was just talking, ranting about this on a video yesterday about mm. um, how we tend to be in a sort of GPS way mm. of living. Like we just want the fastest way, get us there. Mm -hmm. And Taylor, Linhart, and I were talking a few years ago about how we'd like an app that's called the Scenic Route. Mm. So it takes you the most beautiful, interesting route instead the of... The Scenic Route? <laughs> instead of the... Somebody please develop that. We Taylor and I are never going to oh do it. Oh so. my gosh, that's genius. It's offensive if someone doesn't take this idea. <laughs> yeah. Because I would just love that, like, to purposely go, no, I want to see something different. So show me. And I think part of so, what is so powerful about our experience our interaction with beauty is that mm. whatever you believe about God, really, mm -hmm. yeah. like wherever you come from, mm -hmm. something, we all can agree something is generating life. Yeah. Something is generating, something yeah. created this planet. Yeah. 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 And we know that whatever created this planet also created us. Mm -hmm. So that when we see beauty outside mm -hmm. of us, I think subconsciously it triggers this awareness that 
if it's out there, it's in here too. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. feel that we are connected. The synergy. Yeah. Same artist, mm -hmm. same artist, you mm -hmm. know, same artist made mm -hmm. that, it's mm -hmm. made me. So mm -hmm. it um, connects us to a remembrance of what mm -hmm. we are. We are beautiful yes. and wonderfully made. Yep, 100%. Yeah. And and on the days where we think we're ugly crying mm -hmm. or whatever, like it's mm -hmm. it's it's not ugly. Mm -hmm. It's all if it's real, it's got a beauty to it. Oh, it's you know, a beautiful, beautiful story that we're in. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And all of it's gonna contribute to this mm -hmm. like resurrection, like life piece. Right. That's like life is always bringing up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, wow. Well, that. the moral of the story is the scenic route. Yes. We're going to be taking that, gonna, and we're going to run with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that honestly goes yeah. with one of the songs from Faithful, the Detour song that Sarah Koger wrote. I wrote it with her. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, the new subtitle name that only you guys are going to know about is The, the Detour is Now the Scenic the Route. Yes. And that's an inside thing between us. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, my gosh. And I honestly yeah. think that's such a great place to land, that, like, yeah. this idea of, like, we're not on a GPS from here to there, but actually beauty is found when we take the scenic routes in our lives. And so just slow down and Gosh. try to frame it and pay attention to it because there's so much beauty to be found in our lives. Um, yes, what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it was so great to be with you guys. Yeah. I hope that this conversation was helpful. I hope that something It was helpful for us. It was so like, yeah. I feel great. I feel really great now. So. Yes, I was awesome. better prepared for my day.